Today, This American Dice brings you the latest episode of Dragon of Icepire Peak from the D&D Essentials Kit. Serafina and friends triumphantly return to Phandalin after completing quests on Umbridge Hill and at the Dwarven Excavation. But danger still looms over the Sword Coast, and no one is ever really safe when an evil dragon is still at large. The High Road's one of the most important stretches of dusty cobblestone in all Faerun, let alone the Sword Coast. Starts in the middle of Waterdeep, City of Spenders. Goes right through their big rival Neverwinter, and all the way up north to Luskin. Half the damn continent. Pretty common sight to see a wagon or two lugging this or that. Just such a cart was kicking up dust along the trail not much more than a day ago now. Halfling tomboy holding the reins of her pony, Debbie, with a cart full of wheat and not a worry in the world. So worry-free, in fact, she failed to see the chalk-white monster way up above the clouds and flying down to meet her and her delicious wares in a terrible hurry. Tragic. One minute, you bouncing down the road with a smile on your face, the next, you're chilled to the bone and running for your life. World's a cruel cold place sometimes. But I don't gotta tell you that. She lost just about everything to that dragon. Lucky thing she wasn't too far off from Phandalin. And even luckier, she ain't the only one heading back there. She ain't even the only halfling. we left um, Serafina Feeny Tea Leaf and your brave companions so many just a, just a whole parade coming back <laughs> Sanjan Inverna Tharden um, Nundro Adabra Whew. one million people let's see coming from the Tribor Trail this way um, much like before this uh, greeting this parade is this group of children Oh yeah, for for uh, kind of regular, and then one of one is that weird um, snake baby. Yeah, the reptile creature, mm-hmm. um, Snook. Mm-hmm. So you got you got Pip, Stonewall, Carp, Outerleaf, the uh, halfling, Nilsa and Nars, 
Dendrar, and Snook. So they all kind of rush up to you, and Nilsa and Nars are especially excited. They're like, Auntie Adabra, what are you doing? Oh my gosh. And she, uh, it's like, oh, well, my lovely, uh, what's your name again? Uh, oh, uh, Feeny, uh, said that I should come back and, and visit you, you cute little children. And she kind of just does her cheeks, you know, messes up their hair. And I think, um, the, the younger boy, Nars, is like, yeah, I love this. He's got a bow, bowl cut, of course. He just, he has to, right? And then Nilsa, if you remember, kind of the, the more adventuresome older sister, she's like, oh, kind of straight to back up to make it as messed up as she had it before. And uh, Pip, the other one, who's kind of like rivals with her, is like, <laughs> oh man, she messed up your hair. And then um, Adabra just goes and pitches her cheek. And she's like, Pip, how are you? Oh my gosh, you've grown. You must, you must have doubled in height since last time I saw you. Oh my gosh. What are they feeding you? Are they giving you um, my tea that I've sent? And all all four of the children, and then seeing everyone else do it, um, Snoop does it as well, or Snoop does it as well. But they kind of stick their tongue out. They're like, ah, that tea you sent. Gross. And Snoop's like, just kind of trying to impersonate them. But yeah, they're all like, what adventure did you do? I think um, Carp, like, hold your hand again. Well, it's so good to see all of you kids. Um, thank you so much for such a warm welcome back. And Feeny is smiling at them, and um, maybe, like, one of them touches, like, her, her like, ukulele a little bit. She um, kind of sits down, because the kids are already really short, and so is she, so she, like, sits down and... And, uh, like, on her haunches, you know, like, and he's like, well, and then she proceeds to tell them the whole story of, oh, we went, um, we traveled all the way down to pick up these two dwarves in their ancient ruins, and, um... They're like, that's us. <laughs> and, and then while we were there, we fought a greedy gold monster, and then on the way back, we ran into some orcs, and... Then that's when we came to get your auntie Adabra in the windmill, and she um, gave us some wonderful tea and soup and some eggs this morning, and and now we've arrived back. So she just kind of leaves it like sort of vague for the kids because she doesn't want to scare them. Yeah, and I think uh, I think before I said that um, Pip and Nilsa both had like these fake like wooden swords that they used to have on their back, and now they have them on their waist like you do um and now you probably notice that pip has a like something else on his back maybe as you're telling the story you notice it's like um this very crudely like uh constructed like guitarist-esque like ukulele looking thing it doesn't even have strings that they're just like drawn on but yeah they're, they're just in rapture they're like yeah i love it except uh probably snook is just like halfway through kind of just like Picks up like beetles from the ground and is eating them. Nars, the little boy, is probably helping him eat beetles. Like, there's one. There's another. But anyway, these children love you. They all, they're very excited. Uh, what um, bright color was Snook? I don't think we said what color he was. I thought he was like a bright green, I guess. Oh, okay, I like that. Like a like one of those really bright geckos. Yeah, that's cool. And I think you might notice that. Oh, they're a little bit. 
um, I don't want to say not as bright, but almost like a more pastel now, but like barely. Maybe just because you, I don't know if this is a real thing, but like halflings, like, oh, we love color. We can tell colorful things really well. You can just notice that it's uh, almost like changing color for some reason. But anyway, yeah. Um, so do you just tell these kids a tale and then keep going in or what? Um, I think I just tell them the tales and then, um, you know, at that point, it's I need to take um, Adabra um, back to Town Master Harbin Wester, and which is also where I need to take the dwarves. Yeah, and I don't know if you have to take them specifically there, but she's just going here, so I think Adabra um, takes as she kind of realizes that maybe they're being annoying. She's like, "All right, ch- kids, let's um, let's go back to your mom and dad's." To Nilsa and Nars, and like everyone, everyone, let's all go. She kind of leads them over to this place, the, uh, the woodworker and blacksmith's place. And I think uh, m- maybe during that whole story, Tharden was like just had his arms crossed and was just like looked like he was ready to go, but he's like, "All right, uh, as soon as this is done, Nundro, we gotta go." And you notice like Nundro never once said that he wanted to stay, but. So it's like Tharden was just using that as an excuse to stay and listen to the story. Mm-hmm. And I think you saw their other brother, Gundren, mm-hmm. like in the uh, the Stone Hill Inn, right? Yeah, the bar. So yeah. Last you saw, he was staying there, but you can go right to the Town Masters if you want. It's up to you. Okay. I don't think it makes too much of a difference. Yeah. Um, so maybe we stop by the Stonehill Inn first and see if um, the brother's there. Yeah, probably. And there's like a nice reunion. They all hug. Even um, Tharden. I think Nundro just goes out of his way to be like, Oh, Gundren, my, all, all this walking. Ooh, did a number on my corns. I wish I, I wish you lent me those magic boots you had. And he's like, Mum on the boots. But anyway, did you find the um, the mine? And they all kind of look and they're like, shake their heads no. And just kind of like shrug and it's like, well, it's about lunchtime. Brothers, why don't you pull up a chair? I think, uh, yeah, Gundren's just like, I can't thank you enough. I uh, gave my uh, gold over to uh, Wester to, to give you a reward, whoever was able and Stude enough to bring these idiots back, but just from the bottom of my heart, I'm really appreciative. He's like, someone's gotta look out for these two. And Darden's like, I'm usually the one doing that. So then maybe they, um, Feeney says, Well, I'm glad your family's back together. How about a pint before we all leave? And then we'll head back to the town master's heart of call to collect a reward. Yeah. Um, and then I think, uh, yeah, maybe all, what, six of you? <laughs> maybe I'll just make it more interesting. Maybe it's the blonde lady. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, and what happened? And she kind of, you know, probably gets the story from you again. And she's like, oh, I've heard that those... Oh, I forgot everyone's southern here. Well, now, I heard all them uh, orcs is, is running about. Now they've uh, gone into some kind of evil dwarf lair. Oh, this cannot be good. It's... Enough to be worrying about this new dragon attack on the high road. It's unbelievable. Now, orcs just 
infiltrating these uh, these evil dark gods places. It cannot be good. She's like, you all heard about that attack on the high road, didn't you? No, I haven't heard about the attack, but I want to hear more about it, and I want to hear what kind of orcs that you've seen before. Oh, well, I haven't seen orcs with my own eyes, but I've heard lots of things. They uh, come down from the mountains every uh, generation or so, every ten years maybe, and, you know, just just cause quite, just run amok everywhere. Just burning, pillaging, stealing, killing. They're... They're just fearsome creatures, you know? And, you know, dragons, they ain't nothing either, but orcs is what lots of people are scared of. And just uh, Inverno just nodding. She's like, yeah, I didn't, no, I didn't see what they look like, but have you heard of them, them, uh, the orcs up in the, up to the east? They had, they had a whole kingdom. Probably they're sending them down. They're the most evil orcs of them all. Make their own, uh, or an evil kingdom up there probably trying to conquer other other places like they could come here to the sword coast we don't know the high road though uh, that was that dragon again and well there's some uh some guy that survived the attack but i mean just barely he's uh he's upstairs sleeping he's staying here he's from uh i guess a trader from uh leylon up to neverwinter almost right in those Dab center of the high road, the, the most you know, used highway of this whole uh, area. The dragon just attacked him out of nowhere. Almost killed him. Took all his stuff. I don't know how he's going to eat now. God bless Toblin. His uh, his kind heart said that you know he could stay for a little bit, at least for a ten day, as he you know, gets his feet out. Oh, it just makes me want to cry. She's like, oh, well, anyway. I'm supposed to tell you, we got a special here. She kind of points back at the bar, and you see all these, this, like, row of these, like, yellow skulls up, like, where, you know, like, a shelf of liquor would be. We got all these, uh, butter skulls up here from Butterskull Ranch. We made some, uh, Butterskull cheese out of them. And they're on special, because they're about to go bad, and we hadn't got another supply recently, but, um... Let me know if y'all want some uh, skull cheese. Mm-hmm. Feeny wants butter skull cheese. Why not? Yeah. She wants to ask more about the the dragon that was seen. Um. So what does this butter skull cheese taste like? And they kind of just plop it down at the table. It's probably like kind of expensive. It's probably like two gold pieces, which is outrageous. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that'll keep for about another week or so. But I mean... You six looks like you could. Uh, I mean, looks like you're you're all eaters, she says. But yeah, make sure not, not to uh, keep it too long. So she grabs a spoon and then hands a couple spoons to Shanjan and Inverna, and then of course the dwarves. I think just probably just take a spoon. It tastes like a, like a sharp cheddar, but it's like really smelly, like like super strong smell. Oh, interesting. And I think um, Shanjan is like, you know, I saw this in Tribor too when we passed through, and I was fascinated, but I, I wonder why it's skull-shaped. It's quite macabre, but <laughs> um, pretty interesting. I guess everyone needs a gimmick. That's true. I mean, not exactly sure why it's skull-shaped either, but um, it is pretty tasty and um, will definitely be a nice snack for when we're uh, on the road. 
Oh, actually, now I think about it. Um, Gundren, Rockseeker, is the the oldest dwarf. Is just like, I'll I'll take care of this. Don't don't uh, this one's on me. At least I could do. Thanks so much. And they all eat some cheese, and then she says to the bartender, "Can you tell us more about this dragon that's been spotted?" And she does that thing where she like sits down at the table with everybody. She's like, "Oh, well, what do you want to hear?" Well, where was it spotted when? You said it was when we were gone, so that was pretty recent. How close was it to the town, and what did it look like? Oh, well, if you uh, look on your map here, uh, got the high road over here. Um, all goes all the way from the north all the way down to the south. Quite a ways, but yeah, somewhere, somewhere around here. And, you know, the first place it, we saw it attack was uh, Lelon down a little bit south, but yeah, he said it was right around uh, the crossroads of the Tribor Trail and the High Roads, and he was uh, on his way to Neverwinter, but yeah, if, if that if that little guy uh, wakes up, the trader, um, the merchant guy, he might be able to tell you a little bit more. I think his name was, uh, was, uh, Hob? Hobby? I kind of forget. He's, oh, he's a little folk like you. Oh, well, I can't wait to meet him. But, of course, he needs his rest, so nobody knows what this dragon even looked like at this point. Oh, yeah, he did say it was a, an ice dragon. It uh, froze most of the stuff and then just, uh, I guess, ate it up and carried it away. He barely escaped. Pretty rough. I mean, I think the worst dragons, everyone can agree, is the, uh, the fire dragons, but then ice ones. I mean, I hate winters already. I can't imagine it coming out of no dragon's mouth. So then I guess they just, you know, finish their beers and they go back to the town master's hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's over here. If you remember, there's like a bell tower and it looks like a, a nice squat area. They can hold meetings and stuff in it, but um, I want to say it was like around back where... Uh, oh, and they had the, the sign postings for the quests. They have the two that you already have there, but there's also a new one. Nomengard quest. Yeah, in addition to those two. Oh, and maybe as you're looking, um, if you remember that that other adventuring party, like mercenaries or something, mm-hmm. three three of the five of them are there. The uh, the redheaded lady, the giant blonde lady, and the uh, the bald headed kind of slouching, kind of weird looking guy. And uh, she, she's probably looking at that as you are walking up, and she's like. Oh, for God's sakes. Gnomes, pass. Hard pass. I hate those little fucking creatures. And then as you come up, she's like, oh, God. Scared me. Another one. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's get out of here. Looks like they still don't have any quests uh, that are worthy for us. She kind of spits on the ground. Gives you a look. Uh, you mind getting out of my way? Oh, excuse me? Not a problem. And then she just kind of scoots around her and... You know, gives her like a little squinty eye look. And then she goes to the board and picks up the Nomengard quest. Yeah. It's probably uh, hard to do with uh, crazy height differences, but she probably does that, like, oh, I hit you with your shoulder thing as she walks by. Maybe with her hip or something, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hard to do for a halfling. But, um, mm-hmm. and the other ones kind of walk by the. The one guy in the, the black robes and stuff um, is like, oh, so sorry, and don't mind her. Just, 
woke up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> and mm. he keeps walking, but also he kind of gives you a bad look, too. Mm. And the, the very tall woman just doesn't say anything. But yeah, they all go down. It doesn't look like they're going to the inn. They're going somewhere. Like, they walk past it this way. But anyway, yeah, you see that. And then I think the uh, house is where the, the town master actually lives. Mm-hmm. So I think they, they all say, like, talk to the town master, right? The quests? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> Very clearly written is where his house is. Huh. There we go. All right, then. The bigger house. That makes sense. So they grab the Nomen Guard, and Feeney says to her two friends, are the are the dwarves gone now? Yeah, I think everyone's gone except for your sidekicks. Okay, so then to her two friends, if they didn't want that one, that's just fine, because this Nomen Guard quest definitely looks like something that we could use if they have anything to fight off the dragon. They're lost. Let's go over to Harbin Wester's home. And they head off to Harbin Wester's home. Yeah, and I think Inverna's like, yeah, anyone that uh, has problems with gnomes, is, they got something wrong in their head. They're a nice lot. But anyway, yeah, you kind of go to this house, and I think there's like a little sign that's like hanging from the door by like a nail, you know? No dragons allowed! So Feeny knocks on the door, and it's um, for Harbin Wester to come out. Yeah, and... Um, Maybe there's like a little slot, you know, like a, oh, give the password kind of slot. And you just see a, when you look up, you can see a pair of eyes looking down. She's like, uh, oh, quite sorry. Um, there's um, <laughs> no dragons allowed. If you see a dragon, please report it to um, uh, the authorities here. Um, it's quite dangerous, but please uh, shelter in place. And Feeney holds up the three quests and says, I'm here to collect my gold pieces, sir. Oh, oh, uh, sorry, I, I see. Quite, quite good. Um, and uh, what, what were you able to accomplish? Well, um, I went to Umbridge Hill and um, picked up the midwife at Dobrig Wynn. I returned her to her family. Um, and you can actually see the proof for yourself if you go over there. She's there right now. Um, she's safe. And uh, I actually even fought a manticore to keep her safe. So that's a... Uh, oh, oh, my. Oh, my. That's no extra bother, sir. Um, it was just a part of the, the, the quest to bring her back safely. And um, then we picked up these two dwarves um, to, bring, to return them to their brother as they were on an archaeological dig in their ruins in the mountains. Um, So you can also uh, check in with the dwarves, and you'll see that the two of them are are back home safely. We also had to fight a gold monster while we were there as well. So Gold uh, monster, no. Yes, um, we've been through quite a lot to get here and back, and uh, we're just here to collect these gold pieces. And I will also let you know that um, in advance, we are going to take the Nomengard quest as well. Oh, quite good. Yes, we, um, uh, uh, Fendelin has a long history of supporting our, our good allies in Nomengard. I'm sure they will be able to help us, uh, uh, even though we have, uh, well, new leadership. 
recently, but I'm sure that they will be able to, to help, I, I hope. And these, oh, manticores and gold monsters, I, doesn't, doesn't bode well, but your heroics are much appreciated, and, uh, oh, I hope you stayed off the high road. Uh, we've heard about this, um, ice dragon that has been traveling the high road, and that's why we want to get to the Nomengard, because if they have something magical to defeat the dragon, then it's very important that we take this quest, but, but first we are here to collect our gold pieces. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, not a problem at all. Um, hang on, just, just one minute, please. And he, like, leaves and shuts the little thing. Kind of leave you for a couple awkward seconds. Inferno's like, uh, this is their leader. Wow. Probably too long. Like an, like, uncomfortable long amount of time. Yeah, he comes back, um, and he doesn't open the door or anything, but through the, through the door he's like, Alright, um, and how much was it? I, I believe it was, uh, what, 75 total? I believe so. Um, it was 50 for the dwarves and 25 for, um, Umbridge. So yes, please, 75 gold pieces. Ah, uh, very good, uh, 75 golden dragon. <laughs> Ooh, I, we should think of a new name for these gold pieces. But yes, absolutely, hold on. Here they, here they go, if you pay attention to the bottom of the door you just see like a little gold piece slide out and like another and a third and then painstakingly he just slides 75 under this it takes minutes and um i think inverna especially is like rolling her eyes the whole time and um says uh, all right and if if you do um see this dragon on your next quest please tell him that i um I'm, I'm quite scrawny and have no meat at all. Just, um, but would be very unappetizing for any, any hungry dragons that might come. And yes, I'm already, uh, oh, what would be a good thing? Would, is it, so it's an ice dragon, so if I were cold, would it like me more? If, uh, if I was warm, would it be dissuaded? I'm not, well, tell him that I have the, the body temperature that, that, uh, he detests the most. So, no, no reason coming to my house, <laughs> please. And thank you, uh, uh, Timora's luck for you. Thanks. So, um, Feeny says, "Well, sir, um, the hopes is that we won't have to bring the dragon here. So put your fears aside for a moment, and um, thank you so much for um, these gold pieces. We're going to be on our way to our next quest." Ah, uh, yes, very good. And Feeny takes her gold pieces and puts them in her little satchel. Okay. Um, yeah, and Shanjan is like, uh, well, now that we have the, this uh, this gold, we could probably, I mean, maybe we could buy some weapons or anything. I don't know if we particularly need any, but, oh, you know what? We should also go to, um, what they say, the, the miners exchange is able to cash in those gems if we want. I don't know, did you think we should keep that medallion, or did you want to sell that too? It might come in handy later, I'm not sure. It is a a holy symbol, though. I think it would be best if we turned in some of the gems, maybe keep the diamond and keep the emerald um, medallion. 
Oh yeah, keeping a diamond would be good just in case uh, any of us need to be uh, risen back to life. That's I forgot about that. That's a really good point. But as far as the gems go, we could cash those out, I think. Well, great. Let's go to the miners' exchange then. Okay, so the Pandolin <laughs> Miners' Exchange. Well done. Traveling to the Pandolin Miners' Exchange. Oh, yes. Actually, on your way there, you see the front of this area here, this building, mm-hmm. and there's this big, um, like a wooden shield, or maybe there's two like flanking the doors, you know, and they have a like intricate blue lion painted on them, and um, probably I guess Shanjan is like, oh hey, remember when we were in Tribor? Those things were everywhere. That's one of the uh, the mercenary people or one of the mercenary uh, troops out there. I bet they uh, sell weapons and stuff there if we need any of those. Okay. So the mercenaries are over at the Lion Shield. Yeah, Lion Shield Coster. Coaster? Coster? Hmm. Okay. But yeah, that's the name of that mercenary thing. So, yeah, the Vandalin Miners Exchange. This is, um, this place is almost think of, um, like a really small town post office almost. There's a lot of, uh, like, Maybe like scroll racks, I guess. Like they're wound up little papers and things. You're like, this is supposed to be a miners' exchange. This is weird that they have all this paper everywhere. And uh, maybe there's this uh, woman that's kind of writing something out with like you know ink quill and stuff. And there's all these uh, oh, like in uncut gems, like one of those glass kind of tables behind behind her too. She's not even behind it. She's in front of it writing something out. And uh, she kind of looks up. She has maybe reading glasses on. She's a little older maybe like mid to late 30s just ancient kind of looks up she's like uh just uh one second she kind of like writes an undo entire paragraph uh then gets up and kind of walks over to to you i guess maybe she like bends down a little as a sign of respect she thinks maybe it's offensive who knows is that offensive for her to bend down to me yeah, almost like squat down, so she's more on eye level. Is that an like um, offensive thing that humans do, or is that endearing? I think it's not necessarily offensive. I think teeny, teeny, teeny just thinks it's, um... Like, humans can't help themselves from doing stuff like that, so it's not really offensive, nor is it complimentary. Mm-hmm. It's just they don't know any other way to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Rolls her eyes and is like, oh, here we go again with these humans, you know, crouching down to me. Um, and maybe she just says, oh, there's no there's no need for you to, to come to my level. I can see you just fine, ma'am. Oh, very good then. She kind of stands back up. She looks very uh, stately, I think. My name's Halia Thornton. She's like, well, what do I owe the pleasure of uh, new visitors? Well, it's lovely to meet you, ma'am. My name is Serafina Tealeaf. I am from the Strongheart family, um, and uh, as you can see by my ukulele, I am a bard, um, but we are also adventurers. This is my um, friend, Shanjan, and this is my other friend, Inverna, Nightbreeze. 
<laughs> Sorry, I just realized I didn't say Shanjen Kwan's last name. He's very offended. <laughs> this is my friend Shanjen Kwan and my friend Inverna Nightbreeze. And we are indeed uh, travelers and adventurers. And um, we stopped in Phandalin um, just in need of some rest. And we took a few um, quests while we were in town. Uh, and we've already been to the Dwarven um, Caves, and we've actually already been to Umbridge Hill as well. Um, so while we were in the ancient ruins of the Dwarven Caves, um, we excavated all of these beautiful jewels, and she pulls out like a bag, of, um, and then like opens up this little bag, and you can see little jewels shining inside. She's like, oh, well, very nice. I can have those appraised and um, um, I can give you the, the value of them. Of course, that's what I'm here for. I admit I set this place up to cater to miners and there's almost no miners around here, unfortunately, but I've also, uh, she kind of gestures all the records and things. I've also taken upon myself to start uh, keeping records here if you need any of that. And um, I know, especially with adventurers, um, it's a good idea to set up a, a will and testament um, just in case the unfortunate, unfortunate things could happen. Uh, I know it's a very dangerous life that we all quite appreciate, and I'm here to help you in any way I can. So if you would like to um, leave those gemstones here for me to praise, I'd be more than help, happy to. I have, well, I guess obviously the best rates in town, but you'll also be happy to know that I also have quite competitive rates compared to all the places here in the Sword Coast, especially for adventurers who, as I said, I quite appreciate the work you do. Yes, I would love that, that if you could appraise my jewels. Well, absolutely. And she kind of like, takes the bag if you offer it to her. Mm-hmm. So she offers her the bag, and then she looks around at the records and says to Shanjan, um, this may become useful one day, um, so definitely good to keep keep a note of uh, these records in here, since we are allowed to look through them later. Yes, and in fact, um, and she's like going, like walking away, she has her back to you right now, but she's kind of like, um, oh, maybe she's like unlocking this like intricate box. And she's like, and I should also note, um, perhaps beneficial to the adventuring type, that if you need to store things here securely, I offer that service as well, especially as um, maybe more fortunate adventurers get more and more treasures that they don't want to carry all about. I also provide that service if you would like a secure place to keep your valuables, and in fact, I will be doing that with these gems until they are appraised at no additional charge, of course, since I'm appraising them. But if you have other things that you'd like to, that you wish to keep here to not bring out into the wilds, more than happy to do that as well. And they're all backed by um, the town master's seal, of course. So if they're ever lost or damaged, he and I will be fully responsible for them. And if you ever find that you and she maybe turns around now to look you, like giving her sales pitch, you know, to like look right at you. And, of course, I've done quite well here, so if you ever find yourself short of coin, 
I'll be more than happy to lend you some money at very competitive usury rates. Well, thank you for um, letting us know. You know, we may need you to hold something in the future for us. So uh, we will keep that in mind. And, uh, well, I, I'll be the first to admit that Lenine and I are not close by any means, but I am more than happy to give you a small loan if you need any sort of weapons or armor or things like that to buy at her shop. Maybe she says shop like her shop, you know. That's all very good information and looks over at Inverna and like, you know, nods and like gives her like the eye, like, hmm, that, that could come in handy later. She's like, well, if you'll just give me an, um, well, it's just after, um, high sun now, but I could have these done in the morning for sure. If you need them earlier, I can, I can rush things if you want. morning I'm sure will be fine for appraisal absolutely and she kind of writes this little slip of like this little you know like note basically and like has this like wax stamp and like or you know like wet wax and then stamps it and she's like go ahead and take this keep it keep it with you at all times and um, this can this will notify anyone this gives you the record that I'm keeping your your gemstone safe for now and appraising them and Feeney takes the note and puts it in her satchel of goods. Very good. Um, yeah. So is there anything else you need to talk to her about? I don't think so. And you're just giving her the, the gemstones, right? Yes. Keeping the diamond. I've already thought about that. Yeah. Just make sure. The diamond, if I need it in a battle or whatever, then I need it on me. And the emerald, I'm not really sure why I need it yet. So, I feel like those things should stay on me. Makes sense to me. Okay, so then maybe they go back to the stone hall in? Sure. Um, um, anything you're looking to do in particular? Some possible things. If you want to do something for the rest of this particular day, you have um, Halfling who got attacked by the dragon. You could wait for him to come down in the inn. Mm. You could talk to or find out where Carp's mom is. Here's another halfling. I don't know if that'd be interesting. There's also, oh, the Shrine of Luck, um, Goddess Tamora, which is the same god that uh, Shanjan worships, is over here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this big orchard. There's something interesting there, but not of super big note. I think those are the only things of interest, but none of them are like, you have to do that. It's only like, if you're interested, you can go over there. Maybe. Also, I guess the den drawers, if you want to see how Adabra is doing, but... I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do want to see what the the other halfling that saw the dragon. So I don't know if I should just, like, wait there or do something else in the meantime. Yeah, um, that, that makes sense. So, yeah, if you just hang out at the inn. Um, oh, and maybe... Oh, man, I keep forgetting his name. Um, Hopeland? Toblin, Toblin, the uh, the innkeeper. Maybe at some point he comes down. 
Oh, hey, hey there, little lady. If you, um, you're a sight for sore eyes. If you, uh, if you're thinking about doing another performance tonight, I think we can have that same arrangement. As long as, uh, enough folk are take a kindness to it, then happy patrons make me happy. So you can stay another night here for free if you'd like. If you do, uh, a good enough performance, I mean, if you can get enough uh, bodies in here. Well, I think that we can manage that. Um, we've uh, finished a couple quests, and now people know us a little bit here and there. So, yeah, and my uh, team and I need some place to, to sleep. So, yeah, I definitely think that we can, I can play a little something and bring some people in. Well, Absolutely. So yeah, maybe he does. He sets up like the details of that, like the medieval contract equivalent or whatever. It's like three rooms for one night's performance. Um, but maybe as as you're wrapping that up, this halfling does kind of come down step the steps from the inn to the bar, you know. So yeah, this lady comes down um, down the steps. Uh, she looks kind of you know shaky a little bit maybe, but. Yeah, otherwise probably around your same age you can tell, but a the other the other big family was that Lightfoot. Mm-hmm. So I think they're a little bit taller and a little bit skinnier on average. And this person maybe looks like uh not as skinny as some. Um but yeah, do you I guess like approach her or get her attention? Maybe wait I mean I don't wanna like attack her as soon as like she comes downstairs. You know, maybe I'll wait for a minute for her to, like, get settled down and then go approach her. Yeah, sure. Yeah, she might even get, like, startled for a second. She's like, oh, oh, my my goodness. Uh, Yondala, be praised. I did not know uh, another one of the hen was here. The hen is the name we call ourselves, of course, which you knew already in Halfling. I don't know if I ever told you as a player. Nope. Nice to see you, fellow hen. <laughs> and um, she, Feeney, hugs her and says, My name is Serafina Tealeaf. My name is Hobby Basilai. Hobby? Yeah, well, Hobbertina, but most people call me Hobby. That's okay. My name is Serafina, but everybody calls me Feeney, so I'll just call you Hobby. It's I, love, nice. I love nicknames. <laughs> it's nice to see another. Hen. Hen out here. Oh, are you speaking in halfling? You have that language, right? Well, maybe now that she says that, it's nice to see another hen out here, and then she starts speaking in halfling. Oh, cool. What do you think um, halfling, the language, sounds like? Can you think of a real-life um, equivalent or something it's similar to? I don't know if they say this in the book at all, but it's um, up to you. Maybe it's how, like... Like how Portuguese kind of sounds like um, Spanish and French a little bit, mm. but maybe it's like like um, like a mix of like um, like Japanese and like like old English or something. Oh, that's interesting. That's so a good combo. It's like a like it sounds like it's familiar, but it's not. You know, and they they use a lot of like um, like. Uh, accents over their words and stuff and so it sounds like are they speaking english no they're speaking japanese oh no they're not speaking either of those yeah that's cool i love that so yeah um are 
Did you leave uh, the table with Shanjian and Averna? Or are they with you? It doesn't like, matter to me. I feel like they're with me. But sure. we're always pretty much a team. So. Yeah. So and then I say, oh, this is my friend Shanjian and Averna. Yeah, and they're looking awkward because you're speaking a different language. But then they're like, oh, okay. Hobby is just like, well, this, I mean, this is great. This, this place is fantastic. I don't know why I always pass this place by. I mean, I, it's kind of out of my way, my regular route, but pretty great now. And I mean, those, uh, the skull cheese is really fun, kind of freaky, but I love that. And I, I guess it's in Tribor, which I mean, I've only been to a couple times, but I'm thinking about going, um, in midsummer in a couple week, a couple 10 days. Are you doing anything for, um, the upcoming holiday? Um, well, I know everybody goes up to midsummer to eat mushrooms and possibly just hang out with bears, but <laughs> I gotta write that down. <laughs> <laughs> but um I'm not much for bear play and <laughs> I love this. And mushrooms are best when taken in tea hot tea um so i think it really just depends on whether or not we can um complete our quest here in vandalin uh and then i may join you and oh you your quest uh, you're like are you uh adventuring types oh yes um we are actually uh adventurers and we actually only came to vandalin for a rest and while we were here we decided to pick up some gold pieces and and then maybe she like leads her like just like sit down at the table and like kind of leans in and says, um, "But Hobby, just so you're aware, on our way to pick up these two dwarves, we heard that there was an ice dragon in the area, and I will be forthcoming with you and let you know now that this conversation we're having isn't purely by accident." And she kind of. Uh puts her head in her hand when you mention the dragon like stressed out and then once you say that really uh, enticing last part she's like wait what do you mean did Timora guide us well Timora is always guiding us of course but what I mean is I have heard of the dragon that you've also seen and because Shanjan here and I were soldiers together in the Great War of the Silver Marches, we've come across dragons before, and and it's been our solemn vow to, if we ever see another dragon again, it needs to be slayed. So, to know that there is a dragon so close to Vandalin, nobody here in this town is safe, and you as my fellow Hin are not safe, and I need to know what you saw. Oh, well, yeah, that was... Whew, the scariest thing I've ever seen. Sometimes, um, you know, some highwaymen, like brigands or something, will stop me. That's happened a couple of times, and, you know, it's pretty scary, but I just give over my stuff, and they let me take keep my car and just go on my way. Uh, once or twice, there was orcs that were nearby, but thankfully they never, you know, stopped me or saw me at least. But this dragon was like nothing else. It was it's a monster from the sky. And it was... um. White as a cloud. And it just came out of nowhere. You know, the first thing I noticed, uh, I thought it was weird because, you know, it's the middle of flame rule. The the first month of summer, as you know and 
you know, it's the hottest time of year almost, and I noticed I could see my breath suddenly, and just a chill ran down my spine. Oh wow, it was it was horrifying. It just the whole the whole area just, it was almost like a, a win it brought winter with it, and then uh, it let loose this this terrifying just ice from its mouth and it froze my whole cart. And poor Debbie. Debbie, my pony, it just froze her solid and then ate her up. Uh, I have my little sling here and she kind of um, takes maybe out of her pack or something. It's like basically a little slingshot looking thing. She's like, I had this, you know, just protect myself and I shot like two or three rocks at it, but it didn't just bounce off like nothing. And I was trying to, to get it to go away, to shoo or something, but I mean, just look, it turned and looked right in my eyes, just, I mean, into my soul. It was terrifying. I never felt so cold, just, just because, I mean, it was literally cold, but just down to my soul. I knew I was going to get eaten, eaten up next. If that brave, that brave, brave pony... Debbie didn't give her life for me. I mean, it might have still been hungry. Thankfully, I was able to, to run away, and I lost my cart and all of my supply. I don't know how I'm going to get back to this. Thankfully, they're letting me stay here for a little bit, but, I mean, that was a whole month of work. I don't know how I'm going to get grain enough to, to do this, especially with, like I said, midsummer coming up. She's, she's almost like a... Maybe she, she rubs her eyes. You can tell she's like, about to cry. Well, Javi, you were very brave to face the dragon that way and looks at Shanjan and says, I'm truly shocked that it let you run away and it only took your pony. Do you think that it left your cart and we could go back for it? She's like, no. Grabbed it up with its little talons and just flew off with the whole cart. I mean, it, most of that wheat was frozen anyway with its breath, but I mean, I don't know if you can, if we can thaw out, it must have taken it somewhere. I don't know if it's, if it's storing it or just ate it on the way or what. Well, Javi, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Do you, did the dragon say anything to you about what it wants? She's like, I don't know if it said anything. I couldn't understand it. I know they have their own language, some of them, but I've never heard a dragon talk I don't know, and then maybe she takes like a long sip of this mug of ale or whatever. And she's like, to be honest, I was pretty terrified. If it said anything, I maybe blocked it out. So she just kind of looks over at Inverna and Shanjan and just nods her head and says, Well, thank you for sharing all of this information with me, Hobby. I appreciate what little you could tell me. Which way did the dragon fly off to? She's like, well, I grabbed my cart and just kind of flew almost straight up. Uh, and, I mean, I just ran and didn't even look back. When I, I guess when I stopped to catch my breath, I didn't see it on the horizon at all. But do you think they're, they can cast, like, witch spells and just, like, disappear whenever they want? At this point, I wouldn't put it past any dragons to create their own magic to hide. And this one could have simply breathed air that looked like a cloud for all we know. So we should be aware of even the clouds in the sky because the last thing we want is this dragon coming back to Vandalin. 
And then she leans over and like hugs Hobby again and and just says, well, thank you for the information. I think that's, that's all we can do. And, um, the three of them maybe, or the four of them maybe just finish sipping their beers. So then maybe everybody, like maybe not in Verna, but maybe Shanjan goes around to like the stores and and says, oh, um, Feeny's playing tonight at the inn. Everybody come out, you know, and all these kids come and like families and people, the dwarves and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I will say there's another, like Carp's mom is probably there. I remember like, oh, we didn't meet her, but she's she's there. Mm-hmm. She's like an older lady athlete. was An Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forsland. Earthly Destiny by Sir Cubworth. For You, King by Ender Gunny. Land of a Fork Divided by Mid-Air Machine. And Happy Victory by Heatley Bros. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help this American Dice. Austin will read every five-star review we receive on air as your favorite character from the Airbud Cinematic Universe. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice, 
And remember, wash your hands and wear a mask. My name is Hobby Basil Eye. Basil Eye Leaf. <laughs> basil Eye Leaf. Basil Eye No, just kidding. Basil Eye is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be Basil Eyelash? No. <laughs> that's, that's a condition. You got to check that out. It's like Billy Eilish. Oh, yeah. Anyways, Basil Eye is fine. <laughs>